Your diet is not only what you eat, and your strength not only comes from lifting heavy things. Welcome to Inside Out Health, Fitness, and Nutrition. I am your host, April Van Lee. This podcast is for the woman that is tired of fitness being sold as a means to her completeness. In my community, I will lead you in health spiritually in Jesus Christ, emotionally, and bringing in good stewardship with fitness and nutrition. I am an ISSA certified elite trainer with specializations in nutrition, exercise therapy, group exercise, personal training, and bodybuilding. I have lived a life bound by food struggles eating disorders, just bad food habits all the way around. And with those cycles, they have been broken. And I want to attribute that to my relationship with Jesus Christ, how he has grown me and broken me free from emotional strongholds that have poured over into my physical life. I now am living in my 40s, a thriving, joyful, fit, and healthy life. Come join me in my community, allowing me to hold your hand, teaching you, and holding you accountable in these areas of your life to bring full circle help. Let's dive in. So guys, I have an exciting topic today, and um, as I mentioned in episode 15, my voice is still kind of going in and out, struggling with some laryngitis stuff. So I apologize for sounding kind of funny and my voice cracking and maybe a cough. (laughs) Um, But I want to talk to you today. Your diet is not just what you eat and your strength doesn't come just from lifting heavy things. We all know if you've been listening to my podcast or following me on social media, I love lifting heavy things. But your diet today, what we're talking about is what you watch, what you listen to, what you read, the people that you allow to influence you and pour into you those that you hang around, because we tend to gravitate towards acting out what we put ourselves into a lot. Um, Then what you take in from social media. Guys, that has become such an epidemic in our world now. It is just like a crazed addiction, where it once was a fad. It's now something that we just like thrive on. Our kids literally cannot even put a phone down. We as adults are so bad about it. I find myself, you know, having to discipline myself, but our kids literally, it's like an appendage and like their heart will stop beating and the blood will start running through their veins. The air will quit going in their lungs if they put that phone down. So what we take in from social media, from the internet, the podcast we listen to, YouTube, etc., speakers, um, For me, one of my goals with my podcast on health and fitness, um, Full Spectrum Health, has been because I do love gaining fitness and nutrition knowledge. I'm always so hungry to grow spiritually, and I'm hungry to always stay on top of my education in the fitness and nutrition world. Excuse me. But with that, like, I cannot find a podcast, guys. It is so rare that I find a a podcast that has very sharp physical fitness and nutrition content without an F-bomb dropping or, you know, just random cuss words all throughout or, you know, even sexual innuendos. And I don't want that. And I certainly don't want when my 15-year-old son's coming around and, like, kids struggle with purity and just all the things anyway, I don't want to be presenting that to him just because I'm listening to something fitness. So one of my goals with the podcast was to give you a safe environment for even your children that you can learn all the scientific things, all the things that our body does do and God created it 
to do and how to make that work and how to learn the ways that are not just haphazard to bring an end to the relentless hamster wheel cycles, but without all the junk being poured into us. Because what we pour in does come out. We become accustomed to it. And I personally don't want to be pouring out words that are not appropriate for a toddler to hear me say and repeat. Um, so I try to be mindful of the things that I pour not only into my body, but what I allow in spiritually and emotionally. <clears throat> and this also helps me when I'm healthy spiritually and emotionally, <clears throat> then I can also let that overflow into the strength I use to be physically healthy and to drive me in my discipline there. Because as you've heard me say before, if you've been listening to me, if this is your podcast, go back and listen to episodes 1 through 16. You will hear me say, I don't care if you're motivated or not. It's discipline. It's discipline. So the last few weeks in my house have been, um, I'm just real with you guys, been just full of the, the teenage things and the the life happening things because we're real. We're people and life happens and I'm not one to paint all the pretty little pictures and make you think we're perfect people. We are not, but we are people that we don't want to stay mediocre. I don't want to stay mediocre. Let me let me speak for myself. I don't want to stay mediocre. I want my life to count for Christ. I want my life to matter that when I look back over my life, I am sure I'm going to have regrets. I already do. But I want every day of my life to grow stronger and stronger, not only physically, but more important, spiritually, that I don't make regrets, that I'm done making regrets, and that I make strong, wise choices. So that comes with what I feed myself. So um, I really love God's timing and how he lines things up and confirms them. Because over the last few weeks, a lot of the teaching in this home has been um, you make this choice and you're going to have this consequence. Or if you make this choice, you'll have the opposite type of consequence. It will look like this. <clears throat> so I lay out pictures and things <clears throat> about what it looks like. And I've been trying to speak in my home. So today, let me backtrack just a minute. Today I'm speaking to someone, hopefully if you don't know Christ already, this will speak to you, and I'm going to just pray that the Holy Spirit draws you into this because I have some really good things to say that hopefully will make you understand that being a Christian is not a dull, boring bunch of rules and to-dos and not-to-dos and being judgmental of people. There are judgmental people that claim the name of Jesus, and I think we all get judgmental. Like, if you are very, very liberal, you judge those that are not. Those that are not judge those that are. It is a sin habit that we have and that needs to be broken. So let's just lay it out there. We all judge, and it is a sin, and it's something we need to overcome. So <clears throat> if you think Christians are just judgy people, a lot of times they are. But we're also, hopefully, if we're Christ followers, not just people that claim to be Christians, but we are literally Christ followers, hopefully every day we're walking away from that and walking more in his love and more in his likeness. And um, so what was funny is as we've been talking about being a Christ follower the last few weeks in this house and what that looks like is not to me it's not just enough to be saved and have my ticket into heaven i want heaven on earth while i'm on earth there are going to be really 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 hard things there's going to be painful things there are going to be things that are not fair there are going to be things that are so broken 
and I'm going to continue to have ups and downs. Sometimes I'm going to be way up on a mountain and life is going to be really, really good and just like, oh, sunshine and rainbows. Then there's going to be times I'm in the valley where I might be crying my eyes out. But in that valley, I know I still get to praise my God because he sees my tomorrows. So we've been talking a lot about choices and a lot about what we pour into ourselves because what we pour in helps us with our mindset. And if we're pouring in things that push us towards things with negative consequences, like, you know, if, we, if we're listening to music or watching things that kind of um, romanticize going out and getting drunk or cheating on a spouse or sleeping around, it's not going to romanticize the, often it's not going to romanticize the consequences that come with that. You drain your family's finances. You can't pay your bills. You might lose your driver's license or, you know, you end up in jail or you split your family apart or, you know, um, your son grows up without a father and those consequences are very, very, very weighty and very painful. So when we choose to follow Christ is what I'm trying to teach in my home. No, life is not going to be perfect, but it's going to have a life free of slavery. And um, I thought it was so cool today. I kind of had a confirmation. I was going through notes on my phone and I found some that I had taken from Andrew Murray's book about abiding Christ that was published in 1864, which is a long time ago. And everything that I read in my notes was exactly what I've been speaking to my son. So I'm going to pull scriptures that Andrew Murray already had written out. And I'm going to talk about why life with Christ is freedom and not slavery. Why it's slavery not to live in Christ and allow him to live in and through you. Because when we don't allow Christ to live in and through us, we do have a doomed end. That's just plain and simple. There is a doomed end for anyone not in Christ. And that's what we choose. Jesus doesn't want a doomed end for us. But we get to choose. Because like I said in either episode 10 or 13, we are not robots. We were made with free will. We were made with love. Because if we were made to be forced to love as a robot, that would not be love from our God. He lets us choose. And so we get to choose, just like we get to choose our path here on earth, we get to choose our end as well. So scripture tells us um, that everything that we could possibly need in life and to have life with Jesus and him and us is ours for the taking. And I'm going to read from you from a paraphrase of the Bible. It's called The Message. Um, <clears throat> and it is paraphrasing scripture. But I want to read it to you in this way to just really help you comprehend it in an easy way. From 2 Peter 1, 3 through 4, it says, Everything that goes into the life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to earn it. It is given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God, the best invitation that we ever received. We were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. 
So when we say no more to the things that have the consequences, like maybe to the party and that leaves you broke or hungover or you can't go to work or it comes between your significant other and yourself because maybe you weren't completely faithful or you were a little too friendly with somebody or whatever it is in the party scene. I, I don't know. But um, maybe just maybe ruining your name. Maybe you look one way on social media and out to the world, but on Sundays you come in and you're a completely different person. Guys, the person that you want to be on Sunday mornings is who is freedom to be all week long. There's no baggage with that, guys. I mean, can people persecute you for that? Yes, but you don't have your own personal consequences that you're having to pay for. You're not being a slave to trying to hide things or trying to cover up things because you've made such bad mistakes. There's nothing you have to hide and cover up anymore. It's complete freedom. That is what a godly life is. It's one of freedom, one of victory, and one of hope. In freedom, the message tells us in Romans 16, 17 through 18, offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your very last free act that you get. But offer yourself to the ways of God and the freedom never, ever quits. All your lives, you've let sin tell you what to do, but thank God you've started listening to a new master, one who commands, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. I don't know about you, but um, there's enough slavery still going on in this world, um, and it's sickening. We recently watched The Sound of Freedom here, and it's heart-wrenching. And as horrid and horrible as that is, I mean, it's just like I can't even wrap my mind around it and comprehend it. And if you're listening to that and that has been a part of your life, I don't have enough words to say how sorry I am. But there is a freedom that you can have that can never, ever be taken from you. And that is in Christ. When we're free in Christ, when we say no to the things that we're like kind of niggling at us, like, oh, should I do that? Or I have to justify it. Or I have to put other people down to do this. Like, I I'm going to speak very freely here. Like, um, sometimes I know some of my friends who are more liberal than I it seems like they have to put others down to prove how right they are. A true person in Christ doesn't need to put anybody down to prove who they are. I mean, do they mess up and do it sometimes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, because we all mess up. But a true person who's really growing and strong in Christ will want to elevate other people and they will want to love them to the point that they feel safe and loved and seen and heard and they'll want to be an invitation piece to them not berating them and belittling them so when you find a quote-unquote Christian that's doing that I could see why you're turned off but that's not Jesus guys that's a person that's still broken okay they might be claiming to be whole but we are broken people, and someone acting like that is still very broken in that area. So that is not Jesus. I want to say that's not Jesus. I can't say that enough. Jesus will not do that to you. So freedom. So if you've been bound in any kind of bondage, in abuse, in anything, you can find freedom that no one can take from you in Christ. 
and I am going to pull up and read for you. Bear with me as I flip around here. Um, 1 Corinthians 15, 57, and I'm still going to be reading a paraphrase, okay? But let, I'm going to read um, actually several verses to you here. Um, bear with me. I'm so sorry. The message does not break it down quite like some other versions do verse by verse. So I'll just go ahead and read quite a bit to you. But let me tell you something wonderful, a mystery I'll probably never fully understand. We're not all going to die. You guys remember the doom I talked about without Christ that we give, that we choose ourselves? But we're all going to be changed. You hear a blast to end all blast from a trumpet. Talk about a party, guys. <laughs> and in the time that you look up and blink your eyes, it's over. On signal from that trumpet from heaven, the dead will be up and out of their graves beyond the reach of death, never to die again. At the same moment and in the same way, we'll all be changed. In the resurrection scheme of things, this has to happen. Everything perishable taken off the shelves and replaced by the imperishable. This mortal replaced by the immortal. Then the saying will come, death swallowed up by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O oh death? O oh death, who's afraid of you now? It was sin that made death so frightening, and law code guilt that gave sin its leverage, its destructive power. But death doesn't have to be frightening, guys. But now, in a single victorious stroke of life, all three, sin, guilt, sin, guilt, death, are all gone. The gift of our Master, Jesus Christ. So I read all that to you to say that freedom is ours for the taking, but not just at the end of life, guys. Who wants to go through life continuously bound and plagued because their choices keep leading to hurtful things? Now, can other people still hurt us? Of course. Will we still stumble? Of course. But in Jesus, he kind of just like a very, very loving best friend, or if you have a loving parent, I know everyone doesn't, but if you could think of the one loving person, that has shown you an act of love in some way, shape, form, or fashion that just held your hand to help you up. That's Jesus, guys. When we fall down or stray, he's right there to say, hey, let me hold your hand and put you right back on the right path. Let me redirect you here. Now, um, we have victory, too. I mean, actually, the victory was the 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 57 that I read, but the freedom, let me go back, is Romans 6, 17 through 18. Offer yourselves to sin. I think I did read this. I'm going to read it again because I don't remember and it's good enough to read again. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. I did read this. So your last free act is when you act in sin because you're going to have consequences. They may not be immediate, but you're going to have consequences, negative ones. But offer yourself the ways of God and the freedom never quits. I don't know about you, but forever freedom sounds pretty daggum good to me. All your lives you will let sin tell you what to do, but thank God you've started listening to a new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. And then there's hope, guys. In 1 Peter uh, 1, 3, it talks about the hope that we have. And it says again in the message, what a God we have, and how fortunate we are to have him, this Father of our Master Jesus. So, hope given to us in that 
we are so loved that in all the chaos of the world and all the hurt and in all the pain, God is not someone who wants to control us and dictate us. God is someone who wants to influence us with joy. Joy is not happiness. Happiness can come and go, be fleeting, but joy can be steadfast and found even in the hard times, which comes from relationship with Christ. It comes from renewing our minds. Now, guys, it for me, I've lived life on both ends of the spectrum. And when we're constantly pouring in things that lead our minds to just accepting the things that the Bible calls hurtful to us, and what the Bible calls sin is not to control us or to take our fun away, but it's very much like if you have your little toddler in the kitchen and they're going to reach up and touch the hot stove, you're probably going to jump and maybe even yell and pull them back because you know they're going to be hurt. That's what the commands against sin in the Bible are. They're to keep us from burning ourselves on the stove or like a child running out in the road or your pet running out in the road. You're going to scream and scurry to get them back, right? You might kind of act like a wild maniac trying to get them back. And that's what the Bible is doing without acting like a wild maniac. The Bible is trying to keep us from running out in front of the tractor trailer truck. Because there's negative consequences to sin, just like running out in the road or just like touching the hot stove. There's harmful consequences, and that's all the Bible is doing. It's not taking your freedom or saying, you know, people say, well, it's my life. I have a right to do what I want to with it. You do. The Bible does tell us you do have a right to do what you want to do, but it also tells us, and I don't have the address for this right away in the Bible. I should have it memorized, but the Bible very specifically tells us, and I'm paraphrasing in April's paraphrase, you have the right to do whatever you want to do. You know, you have the right. Things are permissible. You can do what you want. But is it beneficial? It may be permissible, but what is it going to do for your life? Maybe it might give you momentary pleasure or comfort, but long term, what's it going to do for you? And what is it doing for others? And with that, I want to say we'll tie in some physical fitness and health. For those of you who are mostly here for the physical fitness and health side of it, um, you can pour in all the junk food and say, well, I just want to eat this. I only have one life. I only have one body. You're exactly right. God gave you that. And just like we've been talking about stewarding ourselves from sin, do you think that maybe he doesn't want us to steward our bodies so that we're more energetic, more effective, more... You know, we don't have quite the medical issues going on all the time. And there are medical issues that don't come from this. And I'm not saying everything that happens to us is our fault. If you have major medical issues, I mean, I have a dear friend right now going through a horrible disease. And in no way, shape, form, or fashion can I tell him it's his fault. There's no way. But there are things that we do that lead to disease. Often, I mean, I used to binge guys on tubs of ice cream. Do you not? Do you think that doesn't lead to diabetes? I mean, I don't have it, thank God, but I don't know if that's going to be a repercussion in my life or my former life sometime down the road. I don't claim that. I don't want that. And I take very good care of myself now. But do you see what I'm saying? Everything that we choose to do in life 
It is permissible, but is it beneficial? Is it beneficial to gorge? Is it beneficial to say I'm too tired to work out? Is it beneficial to binge on Netflix instead of taking in God's word? Is it beneficial to sleep in on Sunday instead of going around people who can encourage you or going to a small group, a life group, or someone's home when they invite you for prayer time and study time? Is it beneficial to skip out saying I'm too tired? No, we can't do it all. We can't do everything. Like I'm invited to many things and I can't go to them all. I'm a mama. I work, you know, a full-time job and a part-time job. And I, you know, being self-employed in my part-time job can be very much like a full-time job. Being a mama is a full-time job. I take that very, very seriously. Um, I work out, so there's some time. But I have to tell you, starting my day with Jesus in some way, shape, form, or fashion. I'm not good at reading time until nighttime. That's one thing that I get my reading time in at night. But in some way, listening and starting my way with Jesus and, and maybe listening to his word and pouring that in in the mornings or, you know, some worship music versus some good old country music. You know, I love country music, but I mean, all it talks about is sleeping around and having affairs and drinking and getting drunk and, and smoking and all the things. I mean, guys, like... I truly just have had to realize that that's not good for me. It makes me go places I don't want to go in my mind. And then that eventually flows out into our actions, right? So I've just learned that certain things just are not beneficial for me. Certain movies just are not beneficial for me. And that's because I don't want to live my life out that way. So if I'm, whatever we pour in, it does come out. You pour poison in, poison comes out. You pour truth and goodness and and life in and goodness, truth, and life will come out. So I just want to encourage you with that. You pour um, healthy foods in and you get a healthy body. You lift heavy things, you become stronger and more vital and more um, agile. And just your whole ability as you age is going to be so much better. <clears throat> so I hope this has been beneficial. It's not like the normal nutrition or strength training podcast, but it's the most important kind of nutrition and the most important kind of strength training that you will ever <clears throat> have or do. And hopefully the next time I come to you, my voice will be normal again, I pray. But I have one small ask of you. I'm going to ask you to help me reach others. I cannot boost the algorithm of this podcast. That is your job. You get the free uh, fitness and nutrition tips. Sometimes you get free workouts. You get um, the mindset renewal coming at you. So all of this is for you, and I love, love, love doing this, but I need you to help me reach others. And the only way to do that is you take 30 seconds to one minute, go to iTunes if at all possible, follow my show, and then scroll down to, you see the five stars, give me a five-star rating, and then scroll down just a little bit more to where it says write a review and write me a review. If you cannot at all get to iTunes, maybe go to Podbean and do something of that nature for me iTunes will greatly help the algorithm, whatever um, platform you are. I think I'm on seven different, seven different platforms, whatever you're on, if you will go do that. All of my information on how to find me is in the show notes. So if you want coaching, if you have prayer requests, if you have questions, shoot those to me. I would love to answer your questions on podcasts. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram. I have a website, um, an email address there for you, and a link to the book I wrote. So until next time, God bless you. Have a great night and let's get fit and healthy from the inside out. Full spectrum health, spiritually, emotionally, and physically. Until next time.